everybody, Mike here. Because this podcast is uh, my only way to whore myself out, I will let you all know that I will be performing on November 22nd at the Pig and Whistle in Hollywood, California. If you have an interest in seeing me uh, play music stuff, uh, please come down. And uh, if Alex is a good friend, which I'm pretty sure he is, he will be there as well. So if you're a fan of this show, come say hi. And yeah, enjoy the show. Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour. I'm joined, as always, by my lovely, wonderful, handsome co-host, Alexander Voltz. Say hello. Hello. I don't have any clever lines. Shut this up. Week. What? Really? I, I guess you could say I'm broken. Okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you fucking little bitch. <laughs> oh, you got... Got you good. That I feel one. like a, I'm a piece of shit. I shouldn't have fallen for that. I should not have fallen Dude, for that. You hook, line, and sinker what this week. idiot. I, yeah, I understand. I got I understand. one more too. You uh, what? John Bowers, he says he likes my one-liners, so you can lick my sack. John Bowers, you can, well, <laughs> you can lick my, oh, whatever. I give up. I feel like it's, I know your, what I've been beating. I feel like it's your friends encouraging me with the, my bad behavior and, I the, think, and the body count. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. People don't like me very much. Not it's that seen, John's not my friend, but your other friend with the body count and then no, John yeah, being no. your friend first. I, I've, I've learned throughout my, years as a human being on this planet people really like pissing me off because <laughs> it's because when i get mad i don't get like i don't get i've never been scary it I just, lasts for people, a people, second too also yeah oh yeah it, lasts, it doesn't last very long i let go of shape very quickly <laughs> but people laugh when i get mad whether or not i'm trying to be funny yeah so, I, I you know what, i'm gonna whatever i'm gonna roll with it god damn it anyway this is every album ever the podcast where we do our damnedest to listen to every single album ever in the history of the world and we're doing that this episode with Pantera. The mighty, oh. mighty, and slightly racist occasionally. They're yeah. just a product of their geographical location and probably family lineage and also plenty of other things that make it not okay. But <laughs> let's we'll get into that in a second. Uh, if you have any uh, suggestions for artists, maybe you would like us to talk about. Maybe you want to send us some love, some hate, send everything you want to every album ever at gmail.com. And if you uh, want to support us, you like us, yeah, subscribe to us, iTunes, Spotify, leave us a five-star rating, you know, review, tell your friends, all the things that will help us out a lot, but you are under no obligation to do because you are an American or maybe you're not. I actually have no idea who's listening to us right now. Probably not an American. Anyway, back to Pantera. Good, good band. Yes. Good. We're going to start it out. Yes. No, no secrets here. All right. Good band, B but with some shit. Yes. That they don't really acknowledge and the fans don't really acknowledge anyway. It's almost like they were in a different band and then they. Yeah. And we're here to rip, rip it off. We're here to rip off the fucking bandit. We're here to tell you all, all the nasty, dirty secrets. We're here to talk about all the garbage they released before people realized that they were a band <laughs> before they got some good ideas going and uh they were they had an, an entire lifetime before people uh before the, the quote-unquote first album which is cowboys from hell people generally acknowledge cowboys from hell as the first pantera album that is their fifth album yes. <laughs> it is their fifth album <laughs> their <Yes>. fifth <laughs> <laughs> what are they hiding 
What are they hiding? Uh, a lot that I guess we'll get into each individual album. But, yes. Uh, yeah, I guess it's nothing to be proud of anyways. No. Uh, so uh, there are nine albums total. Yes. First album was released in 1983. The last one was 2000. And well, how much time before and after? So they formed in 1981. Uh, they played their last show in Japan, August 28th, 2001, but officially disbanded 2003 to uh, fill making down and super joint ritual higher I, priorities i remember i don't remember down as much uh because i listen to i was a big fan of pantera back in the day but i remember super joint ritual I never heard them D- what do you think just a quick little aside uh i i really enjoy them both uh now down more than super joint um and then i got some some fun Phil Ensemble live and concert stories that I guess I'll save towards the end. So we're fitting more mm-hmm. into the canonical uh, Pantera storyline. So I'll save right. those. Because Phil, Phil doesn't come in for a while. Yes. And they started out with another fella uh, whose name escapes me. Probably uh, with good reason. I I really wanted his name to be Terry Glazer because that sounds better. But I think is this Terry Glaze? Terry Glaze. And then he changed it to Terrence Lee. Wait, what? Terrence. This Terry Glazer. Come on, <laughs> sounds good. Anyway, uh, I I. So, what would you say? Okay, what's your personal backstory with Pantera? I know you're a fan, but uh, just so people can get a good idea of your your current bias. It's really weird because I didn't have any friends that listened to Pantera when I started playing drums and then I took lessons and my first drum teacher, he's like, what? You don't listen to Pantera? And then he like burned me the albums. And I think uh, due to his love of Pantera. Really? Yes. Interesting. Rubbed off on me. It's, it's pretty, as far as drums go, man, they're, they're one of the, uh, Vinnie Paul. Vinnie Paul, Vinnie Paul Abbott, big old dude. Vinnie Paul is the Guy Ferrari of metal. They dress the same. <laughs> they look obnoxious, but you know, everyone loves yeah, them. Dude, yeah, they're, uh, and they're great. It's funny. He's he's just the uh, the negative color palette of Guy Ferrari. Like he has the black handlebar mustache and black hair. Oh yeah, yeah. But have have instead you ever, of the bleach blonde. What? Have you ever seen that picture of uh, Vinnie Paul showing up at Jerry Cantrell's Christmas party? No, but that sounds kind of sweet. He has a shopping bag, and I'm assuming the shopping bag is full of this because in his other hand is a bag of cocaine with Uh dollar bills (laughs) taped on it. And I'm assuming that's what he is in the fucking bag. And he just showed up and gave that to the party guest. And also, he's not alive anymore. (laughs) Go fucking figure. Yes. He I, died recently. It was actually pretty fucking sad. It, for me, it was real sad because, uh, like I said, my introduction to Pantera was through the drums. So he's my main uh, main draw. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and even though I've, you know, I, I used to crack jokes like when Dimebag got shot, I said the only reason Vinnie Paul was alive was because his rack toms are so fucking huge. <laughs> 
that the bullet probably entered and they're just so huge that it couldn't reach the other side of the rack. That, that's a clever way to, to I like that joke. Yeah. This man for the big drums for drum nerds or even people loosely associated with drums. His rack toms are the size of the floor toms, the drums you put on the floor. They're fucking huge. And you, you hear that if you hear, well, you're going to hear a lot of the drums when we start playing shit, they're big. They're fucking great. They're big. I don't think he, he like they sound big. I mean, much like the band, I don't think his, like him particularly, like the, the coming out moment was Cowboys from hell. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Vinnie Paul's like real like moment was v- until vulgar. And yeah, yeah, yeah I'll talk sure. about uh, his drum sound. Pantera, Pantera was one of, uh, one of the earlier bands that I got into. Uh, I was, uh, 10, I think when I first got into Pantera and it was because, uh, that was pre internet and also, uh, well maybe the inter- internet was around, but I was fucking broke. So I, I, I didn't get a computer until much later, but, uh, I was introduced to bits and pieces of Pantera from my older brother. And I was blown the fuck away because at that age, like I'd already been really into Metallica and Misfits and, uh, I don't know, other, like their alternative shit Nirvana stuff. And all of a sudden you hear fucking Anselmo and these big ass drums and Dimebag doing all his crazy shit. And I just wanted more. I wanted the, if Pantera to a 10 year old's brain was the heaviest music ever, ever made for sure. And it like, I mean, especially the stuff that I heard then, like, it's not the heaviest, it's heavy as fuck, but in my mind, there was no music ever invented that was heavier. Like, I had no idea of Cannibal Corpse. So, see, in my brain, this was the top level of, of, of metal, and I, all I wanted was more of it. And I managed to get my, hand on, my hands on one album, and I was obsessed with it. I was learning the songs and guitar. I was, all, I was, I was hooked on this fucking band, and... Uh, I got out of them at some point, uh, maybe in middle school, but I remember in, in, in sixth grade, along with Captain Beefheart, it was Pantera and I was, I would play their CDs on my headphones in class so loudly that it would interrupt class. And I was <laughs> told to shut the fuck up. So, uh, Pantera is a soft spot in my heart, but, uh, there's a lot of albums I didn't hear in their entirety. Like I heard like a lot of cuts from most mm-hmm. of them, but never in their entirety, except for a couple and uh, this was a interesting week because, uh, okay, all right. Sometimes I, doing this podcast is hard. <laughs> I, yes, I feel like for this podcast, talking about our our mental and uh, physical states right now yeah. is important. It's Be- almost reminiscent of the band in a way, especially the later years. How so? So. Uh, like, like Phil, you know, he starts dealing with back problems and I'll bring it up again, but, um, starts like fucking mainlining heroin and painkillers and all the cliche shit. And yeah, man, I feel like I've been dealing with the headache for a week. I was like, you know, Pantera, I love Pantera. The first albums are going to be interesting, but I think I can knock this out early. I, oh, so wrong because I just felt like kept feeling like mm-hmm, shit. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, this will turn around, and then I'll, and man, I just fucking 
like barely getting through it, still feel like shit. Right. I'm mainlining Pedialyte right now. The He's way. not kidding. He's. I'm looking at a bottle. <laughs> I'm looking at two bottles right now. One of them is unopened. But I'm, I'm mainlining Pedialyte the way Anselmo was mainlining heroin right now. But yes, you're also important. I'm sorry. I, this, <laughs> no, I, I wanted to. I'm not that important. Don't worry about. I it. wanted to tie that together real quick, kind of like. No, for sure, because this this was a this was rough. Uh, a lot, I mean, as much as I love doing, like the whole point of of this podcast for us is to listen to a fucking bunch of new music and sometimes it's very psychologically daunting when you know that you're going into a bunch of shit that sucks it's like this is how i felt with with body count honestly like (laughs) it took me like we have a week to do these typically it took me four days to get to start body count because i was like i don't want to do it i don't want to this one was the same because uh i knew the first the the first four were gonna be rough uh, so I, I procrastinated and I procrastinated and then once I finally got through that last one, I swear, dude, uh, binging the, the Pantera that everybody knows, the good Pantera. Oh man, that was a breeze. Like, yeah, it was thoroughly enjoyable. I did it in, in a day, a day and a half, <laughs> all, all the, all the, the modern, not modern, but all the, the heavy Pantera. Uh, I, w- I was relieved when we talked earlier and you, s- and, uh, you're like, what time do you want to do it? And I was like, I, I need some time. I'm this like wrapping up. And yeah. you're like, so am I. Yeah. I'm like, thank God. Yeah. Thank I, God we're on the same page. Yeah. I, I man, I thought I thought I was gonna have to push it. Anyway, um, let's get it started. Let's uh start way from the beginning. Man, they were around with the earliest of metal bands, and who the fuck would have known? Yeah, they um they got known in the South opening up for shitty bands like um striper and Dawkin, and you know it's funny a constant with pantera the worst album covers ever oh my god dude oh please everyone listening do yourself a favor and google the first four album covers from pantera they're fucking hilarious uh, <laughs> but uh even the later ones are pretty bad but they're like, real like i wouldn't not wear any pantera album covers a shirt except for one which we'll, yeah. we'll get to it uh so this is Metal Magic 1983. Extremely misleading. <laughs> I know. I swear we're not playing Dude. Detroit Rock City. I, I swear to God, I thought it was Detroit Rock City when I first put it on. I thought it was. Yeah. I cover, so did I. Ah. Uh. Lyrics. It's fucking lyrics. The song's called Red My Rocket, by the way. Okay, enough of that goddamn garbage. Oh, probably the least subtle metaphor for sex in rock and roll music. Dude, these ever. song titles are fucking amazing. <laughs> it's it's very obvious this album is written by teenage boys. Oh, it's okay. Right, my rocket is pretty blatant, but the on the on all of these albums, the song titles uh, they don't get much better. Uh, Jesus Christ! On this album, this on this album alone, biggest part of me. Come on. What, what could it possibly mean? I'll be all right. Tell me if you want it. 
Tell me if you want. It's fucking hilarious, though. That one was like so bad. It was good. It's it's so. Yeah. Dude, I swear to God, I it's hysterically cheesy, but I, I liked it. I, I Oh, man, I gave this the worst album. Shut up. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you? I didn't hate this album. I <laughs> I get it in a like comical like so bad it's, it's, it's good. yeah it's uh, funny like also there's a song called sad lover yeah, it which is. is a shitty title but i will say there were some interesting guitar yeah, parts it's not a bad there. song it's yeah. not a bad song um i was surprised at how much i didn't hate this album to be honest well like Widowmaker kind of gives you a, a glimpse of what what I don't, I don't remember it maybe i'll throw a little throw bit a little of that on because uh, no one in the right mind is going to check this album out or any of the next few we're going to talk about i don't want to dwell on them for too long or you know do if you uh yeah and get a little bit of Widowmaker going but like that that riff's not this is very of the time it's of the time but it's it's yeah, it's more in the Judas Priest yeah. vein than... Okay. Uh, yeah, it's bad. No, it's 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 bad. This is not a good album, uh, but it's not like offensive. I wasn't shoving fucking needles in my ears listening to it. Okay, it's like, it's a bad rock album, but like a fair to Midland soundtrack for a nice Coke bender. I mean, if you're in the right time period, 83 is the perfect time period. Yeah. Uh, or like I said, if you're a teenage boy and you think songs like Ride My Rocket are so stupid. Uh, it sounds like ass. It sounds like it was recorded in a, in a butthole. Like the singer, the singer, Terry, Mr. Terry Glaze, not Terry Glazer. Glaze. Uh, like he gets bad later, but here he's not doing kind of anything. Again, I think they were all. I know Dimebag and Vinny were teenage boys. He was Diamond at this time. Di- that's right, Mr. Diamond D- Daryl. Daryl Abbott, uh, one of the greatest fucking guitar. Even also, already, already, he's so good on this album. Also, we're gonna be talking about those. Uh, like I, I feel like I have. We should. Rex is a solid motherfucker. Oh, dude, Rex underrated as fuck. The yeah, bass player so, Rex, uh, Rex Rocker. Rex Rocker. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, that name. What's his but, actual name? Uh, I don't. I don't know. We're I, gonna Google it. Well, yeah. you keep talking. I'm gonna Google but, it. But uh, yeah, Rex, real solid bass player, and it's real easy to. Oh, oh Rex Brown, duh. Rex Brown. Uh, uh, gush over the Abbott brothers, yeah. and you know Phil is a personality. So uh, we'll get to Phil, but I, I do want to say I do like Phil a lot, quite a bit. This guy, I not so much. Have a. Well, as a vocalist, oh, yeah, I really like Phil, yeah, yeah. but as a person, I have mixed feelings about him. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it more. We keep teasing it, but for this case, so why exactly is this your worst? Because this, I, I didn't feel it worst for me. This because the, the the cheese um, yeah. re- really like you could give it to in, any of the f- first four. Disagree. Disagree. Re- okay. okay. Th- there, I, I felt a lot of ups and downs with these four albums. I didn't feel them all blending in like I thought they were. I think they're they blend in and I do agree that there are ups and downs. It's not like an utter train wreck. Like I think the progression makes a lot of sense, actually. Mm, you know it does. I thought we were gonna go from this sound to like Cowboys from Hell, like on a on a dime. Right. No pun intended. Or pun intended. Yeah. Um so I will say when you start beginning 
two cowboys to hell, the progression totally makes sense. It's no, not, it abso- it's, absolutely. It, it's not out of nowhere like people think it was. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of garbage on here. I mean, I I actually kind of liked uh, nothing on but the radio the first time I heard it. It's a, I thought it I thought it, it was delightful '80s Miami fuck music. Second time I heard it, uh, no, it's bad. It's it's not good. The uh, biggest part of me, those fucking sense, dude. It's those so fucking sense. funny. But okay, it's cheesy and it's silly and it's really 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 dated. But those guitar harmonies. They're real fucking good. Yeah. They're real good on that song. Like I said, it makes sense. You could tell there there's talent in here. Oh, yeah, for sure. Despite all the... It's just a presentation. And, and again, they're only like 18, 19 here. So it's pretty amazing. Technically, yes. It's it's the presentation. It's the, the thing and style that they're trying to go for. That's the problem. Yes. It's hilarious it's so fucking funny yes it's they they were real caught up in the in the glam uh i read briefly wasn't this uh produced or like the first few by their dad yeah yeah so what's the deal did he did he do any of the later stuff uh i don't think so i think he was just kind of here he dropped out when they got good yeah (laughs) yeah how well well i think he uh well i'm sure getting a little bit more money was uh was part of it Mm-hmm. so and then i think he was just like well yeah you guys don't you don't need me right because he I, I believe he's primarily like a country guy so interesting well south Wait, yeah, yeah. They're, from, they're from texas he said right yeah yeah, yeah. okay oh uh, yeah that makes sense uh so okay your worst not my worst but we'll get there soon enough uh move on yes this is 1984 projects in the jungle See, to me, this song, yeah. this song is infinitely better than every song. Yeah, for sure. This is a good-ass song. Which I was surprised. Me too. Me I too. W- <laughs> Again, for the time. Yeah, for the time. But like, okay, okay. But like, I think I would listen to that over like Motley Crue. Uh, you know, I I haven't heard enough Motley Crue to judge. But pussy, I, <laughs> I don't. I just don't know. Just take I, a stance now, I'm, one or the other. Take a stance. I would that. say <laughs> I don't like Motley Crue, having not listened to them. <laughs> but I, I'm curious. I might. What if I end up liking them? That's it. It's a future episode, maybe. Oh, that's actually a good idea. Uh. This is a bad album. I think aside from that first song, which I thought was fucking rad, uh, every song, generic as fuck, glam, boring, it, awful. I think the worst one's in over my head. Uh, yeah. Hot, yeah. It's hot like, garbage. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> like Kenny Loggins keyboards. In there. <laughs> it's also played by Terry Glaze or Terrence Lee, whatever. Terrence Lee, Terry Glaze. Uh, I am glad that they did away with the keyboards at a certain point. Uh, and what, like, Out for Blood, it's like a bad uh, Hot for Teacher knockoff. Uh, everything is just trying to copy what was around them and just failing miserably, in my opinion, because I don't, oh, like, uh, <laughs> Taken My Life, of course, there's an apostrophe on Taken. Uh, 
This is the song in every goddamn 80s montage where the protagonist just went through something rough. Yeah. And then at the end, he learned something. He has like more confidence again. That's the so that's what that song is. It's I don't know. Like so I I will disagree with you slightly. I think if I had to like listen, if someone was like if I was on a desert island and they're like, hey, I only got these three Terry Glaze era Pantera <laughs> albums. I think I would listen to this one really? over the other other three. Uh yeah, no, I couldn't. I mean the, the production's better. They're they're better as a band. Uh but Terry, Mr. Mr. Glaze, it sounds like the more confidence he gets as a singer, the worse he sounds. Cause he's ah! He's all over the fucking. Yeah, he's, he's full on bad David Lee Roth. Yes, but like the whole time, like there's no breaks. It's always the highs. It's fucking bad. <laughs> you know, like I said, uh, I'm not gonna be angry or offended if uh, it's like, hey, this song's garbage. But I kind of like this because it's all it's this. The, this weird universe that it's, existed. Yeah, it's very odd, very sleazy, and obviously very eighties. But I would say, for as a as a whole, this is not an interesting listen, and I would uh, advise y'all I, to skip it. I would say the album of the title and the title track is very like confusing. Like, are you talking about like housing projects in the junk? Like, I looked up the lyrics. I still don't know what the fu- fuck they're talking. I about. Ca- I can't imagine there are anything. Wars, anything more than a waste of your time to but, read them. But wouldn't it be great if they were like, hey, we're doing like art projects in the jungle? <laughs> Pro- Get out. <laughs> Pro- projects in the jungle should be like a uh, like an ice tea song. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what else is awful about this? I don't know. They're all bad. Like the fucking heavy metal rules. It's got to be one of the worst songs ever written, right? <sighs> yeah. N- I mean, I think in over my head's the the worst thing on. It's here. pretty bad. Yeah. I, don't, I think heavy metal rules just pissed me off the most. It was just, I don't know. Like this, this album definitely got worse on the second listen for me. I don't, I don't know what it is about it. I think bands talk singing about the genre of music they're doing <laughs> is kind of annoying. Yeah. So I can, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Oh man, I don't know how much more I can dwell on that one. No, thank you. So we're gonna, let's yeah, let's move I think on. We're done. <laughs> yeah, for fu- man, we are running through these. We're steamrolling these albums. Like the last few episodes, we've dwelled on each album for like twenty minutes. No, I think now you know we don't need to. We, we don't. Not for these. Yeah, and also if if you guys know anyone else who's tackling this early. Like anyone, please tell us so you know, we can I'll, beat I'll, them up. And I would like to think we're the Lewis and Clark of this shit right now. <laughs> it so. Gotta be okay. Uh, all right, 1985. I am the night. Hot and heavy. Uh, gotta tell you, man, spirits are low going into this one. <laughs> I was actually <laughs> those fucking Miami Vice drums. Yeah. I was more interested in this one than I was the other two. But it is a massive lit down, even for this era. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. 
Dude, those toms. Yeah, the my yeah the Miami Vice toms. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's that's funny as fuck. But okay, I don't uh, I don't know if we talked over it or if it's later in the song. Uh-huh. But I wrote I wrote down the funniest lyric in that song is uh take you out and beat you with my stick like i thought we were done i thought we were done with the awful no no awful sexual and they're still wearing spandex they're not done but also worst album least favorite uh this one this is the one that did it for me that that broke me a little bit uh it's there's nothing about this album that i couldn't even i could even remotely enjoy it, not it, even not even in a, in a in a comedy fashion. Yes, it is a step in the wrong direction. Like I said, even for a sleazy glam mm-hmm. metal band, it, like I thought there were some more interesting things on projects in the jungle. So I was like, kind of like, okay, okay, we're this inching forward. Yeah, we're yeah. inching forward. And then this album, I was like, no, step back. No, yeah, yeah. First of all. The opening track is called Hot and Heavy, which is fucking literally a Seinfeld joke. <laughs> I don't, dude, Onward We Rock. Uh, what, wouldn't it be great if it's a Seinfeld joke because of this song? That would be pretty good. I don't think they were listening to too much Pantera, though. Uh, Mr. Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld. But, like, okay, so I could talk all the shit in the world about these albums, but this, it's fucking legitimately funny. Like, these song titles alone, I mean, I, I don't recommend listening to the album to laugh. I do recommend reading the track list to laugh because you, you know, why I didn't give this one worse. Why? Because I think I do like Valhalla. You, you know, it, it does have a couple good riffs, but I do feel that it was hidden underneath a bunch of generic yes. glamness. Yes, it is. I, I couldn't forget it. Uh, forgive it. Uh, I do think that uh, Daryl's solo track is pretty fucking great. Oh, Daryl goes to the movies. It's so stupid. Put, actually put it on because okay. this is the only thing in my opinion, really worth listening about this album. And Valhalla. Parts of it. I like the riffs, but I mean, the vocals are so fucking bad too. I mean, the vocals are bad in the whole album, but they just kind of ruin everything. And at least with this track. Okay. So this none. is abbreviated DGTTTM, which yeah. is Daryl goes to the movies. Yeah. Should I fast forward it a little or just kind of. Maybe just stop, drop it somewhere in the middle. All right. Abrupt fast forward. It's kind of like uh, their take on. On eruption, I don't, yeah. I don't know when the Van Halen album came out. That was uh, oh, that was early. That was eruption was on the first album. That was seventy nine or seventy eight. Okay, so obviously much inspired later, yeah. by eruption. That's fucking great. I love that. Okay, you guys get the idea. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just to, I did a little uh, fact checking. Uh, Van Halen first Van Halen album eruption, nineteen seventy eight. Okay, um, so clearly inspired yeah. by that. Uh, aside from that, uh, forever tonight. Oh, it's f- bad. We, uh, put it on because I, <laughs> all, all I know, all I remember, all I wrote down was that. The vocals are uh, specifically horrendous. 
I this is a really bad bad track. Fuck, this is already pretty bad. Up there within over my head, I think. Yeah. It's it's the cheesy ballad of the album, in case you guys are wondering. Yeah, you want to talk about, like, 80s montage movie (laughs) moments. This is so bad. (laughs) Not in your range, Mr. Glaze. Not in your range. It is not in your cue zone. All okay. right. All, All right. right. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. Fuck, man. This sucks. I really hate this album. <laughs> it's it's bad. But uh, yeah, you know, at least we get Valhalla and, and yeah. Taylor, uh, like, uh, Daryl. Yeah, Daryl goes for the movies. Uh, I do. Well, the whole album is forgettable, but I just felt this one had more offensively bad songs in the past two. It just had more sure. of things that really fucking uh, infuriated sure. me. Uh, so this is my pick for the worst. Uh, don't listen to it. <laughs> and I thought you were in danger of listening to it. Anyone hearing this, but uh, you know, anything that's not really, I don't even think these albums are like got CD releases. Really? I don't think they ever Holy like shit. reprint them or anything. I mean, why, why would they money? I don't think they're going to make mm. much. Uh, I think, I think some, you know, the diehards us, <laughs> yeah. I, man, I would, I would debate buying projects in the jungle, I think. Really? Or you know what? If they did like a best of the glamour, I think that would be better. Yeah, for sure. All right. Just get all the good tracks. Yeah. Let's move on. This is uh, three years later, 1988. This is the introduction of the Pantera vocalist, Phil Anselmo. This is power metal. And not a great album, but it's 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 better. God damn it, Alex! You let the song play. I'm, I'm kidding. No, I agree. This is a good. I think it. I think there are worse albums. I I would buy. This is the only album I would buy yeah. if they re-release them. There we go. There we go. All right, all right. Uh, I I gotta say, uh, I introduce everything like by saying I gotta say, but <laughs> mm, decent album. It's it, it not. It's way superior. Than, so much better than the last three. It's and I, I know a lot of people that will actually really fucking like this album. Maybe. Um, ah, fuck. So yeah, I I think it's because like um, there was the previous year. I think like. 87 or 86 you're hit with all these thrash metal classics master puppets yeah peace cells rain and blood and among the living yep and everyone in the band except for terry was like really impressed by this shit and they're like this shit yeah the future absolutely those are fucking great albums all of them and he was like no no sir and so that's how they ended up with Phil, because Terry didn't want to really. So it's not because Phil's just better, which he is. Well, I think I think part of them probably would have acknowledged Terry couldn't couldn't hang. Mm-hmm. 
With Very the, flimsy, especially I, when he goes on uh, in the quieter sections. He's he, flimsy fucking voice. Yeah, I think that would have been uh, more apparent. And they tried out a number of guys before they they got to ensemble, and they're like, "Yeah, it's great. You could do like the this faster thrash stuff, and yeah. you can do like the Halford shit." So well, I do think he's the entire album is just him doing his best Rob Halford impression. It's like. It's blatant as fuck. There, there's still some glam metal trappings. Oh, quite a bit. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of all that. Yeah, but like I said, you can you can see here that there is an effort to um, fit less of the glam metal. Yeah, image. there's a lot of thrash elements on this album. Uh, it's way tighter. It's like, this is the, the first album with the classic lineup. And you hear the chemistry off the bat, even if the songs aren't great. Yeah, they're so together. It's it's fucking crazy. You know, you know, go on. Oh, um, I would have really liked that song over and out a lot if the drums had a stronger presence in the mix. Production still sucks. Yeah, yeah. because like I think I think that's a really solid track, and mm. I'm just like, oh, it's missing, it's missing those those classic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, Vinny Paul has you know, gone from like standard drumming on the first album to being pretty proficient with the double bass. Oh yeah. He's real good. Real good. Um, Much like his brother, they are musical prodigies. Yeah. They're they're phenomenal. Uh, I I keep coming back to Anselmo, but even though he's so much better than Terry Glaze, his vocals are fucking exhausting on this. Like I was tired by the third track because he's just Uh, it's oh god it's it's too much okay i thought you liked king diamond i <laughs> listen man <laughs> i like him in waves <laughs> oh, but the thing is uh king diamond is also has a less uh has a weaker voice generally and someone has such a strong you can't fucking tune out his voice it's it's just fucking loud and it's i don't know it, it overpowers a lot of things uh I'm very, very glad that he takes it in another direction later well, on. I don't think he could anymore with all the fucking drugs. No, no, shit. his voice is gone. But and like his style completely changed, though. It's just a, right here. It's all Rob Halford and yes, nothing else. Yes. And it's funny, like the way he talks now, like if you look up a recent or like the past five years, mm-hmm. the way he talks like a caricature of himself. I'm like, I don't even think you really talk like that, dude. I remember seeing an interview with him back before. Well, he was probably still on heroin. Uh, maybe late early 2000s. And he just talked like this. Everything was fucking yeah. Everything really loud. Yeah, like, like fucking you. It's fucking yeah. Yeah, fucking like, walk on home, boy. Walk like on he, home, boy. Like he talks like that. Yeah, like a wrestler almost. It, <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. It's... I don't know, but here on this album, it's just, it's very glammy. It's very Rob Halford, but it's, you hear some thrash elements, a little bit more aggressive, very good musicianship. If you like glam, check it out. Yes. I think that the title track is, is decent yeah, too. For sure. Uh, I am uh, very happy to move on to the actual Pantera discography now, yes. even though I work, this is God damn it. The discography you can try and hide it and bury it all you want, but we're fucking talking about metal that, magic, okay? We're talking about it. We're talking about projects in the jungle. Fuck yeah. I, but I'm never listening to them ever again. So now we're on to the, the Pantera everybody knows and loves. This is 1990 Cowboys from Hell. 
<laughs> Already I'm excited. Awesome. Awesome. Song. I fucking love the drums in this song so much. Yeah. The roof real tight. So tight. Very simple too, but just... I don't know. I'm gonna catch some flack for this. Uh huh. All right. Obviously, I like the song right a lot. <clears throat> uh huh. But I don't think I fully appreciated it until I played it in Guitar Hero, and I was like, "That's fucking hard." Oh, Cowboys from Hell. That's a fucking hard song. Dude, I'm, to I learned play that, in a video game. <laughs> dude, I, I learned that as a as a kid on guitar. That was it. Drove me fucking bananas for a long time. Uh, and I remember. Uh, you you'll know if I fucking hum it. Uh. It's the ending of the solo. That I learned Dude. that on guitar and it made my fucking life. I was, I don't know, preteen age, 11, 12, maybe 10. Uh, I played it like everyone in my, my home hated me because all oh, I do yeah. is play Pantera songs. Yeah. Just, Dude, fuck yeah. Like, I love this, but <clears throat> I don't know. Go, you, you started. You started. Okay. So uh, before. Before I listen to all the albums, I was in my head, I was going to give this best album. Uh-huh. There's amazing, amazing s- songs on the first half. Yep. And not that the second half is bad. No, but I'm going to it, say it's bad. <laughs> I, I don't think it's strong. No, no. And then the only like standout from the later half is the art of shredding. So, I disagree completely. Whoa. So art of shredding, don't hate it. I think it's a fine song. But the sleep. Easily one of their best songs. I fucking love the sleep. Okay. Uh, and uh, Medicine Man. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Crazy song. Put on Medicine Man. <laughs> because this thing, it, ha- it has this really twisted, creepy, quiet part. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, oh. Wrong Pantera. Uh, it has this really creepy, quiet part. And then when it goes to this chorus, it's just a heavy-ass chorus, right? But the vocals are still super glammy. And it has this odd mix that I think is actually really, really cool. Yeah, I don't. I'll let it play. Before yeah, you do it. Oh, yeah, it has like a long ass fucking. But yeah, there's some of that great bass and drums. Oh, that rhythm section is oh so damn good. Actually, yeah, fast forward a little bit. Oh, this is cool. Doesn't work for me. Really? Doesn't work. You don't like this? It's silly, but I fucking love it. Dude, put on that chorus. I don't even know where it's at. Uh, you know what? Just let it play. <laughs> That's such a, it's a fucking stupid riff, but I think it's fun. Uh, it fast forward a little bit more. Very right here. Oh, dude, I fucking love that. It's okay. You can stop. Right. It's like super glammy. Uh, but 
I don't know. I think it's a very strange, creepy song. Very twisted. I, I, I like it. Again, I don't think these songs are awful, but I, if this doesn't work for me the way the first half. First half is pretty. I mean, I do think Psycho Holiday and Clash with Reality and even Message and Blood. I, I fucking don't like any of those. Uh, I don't think it's a perfect album whatsoever. Uh, however, it's 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 weird to me, this one, because. I hear all the glam elements in there, like a lot. It's be, even oh, with, yeah. the, with the title track. Yeah, and I think Cemetery Gates Cemetery is Gates, a good example. Cemetery Gates holds a very special place in my heart. I, I love that song as a kid see, so much. <laughs> again, going into this, I I thought I really liked Cemetery Gates, but now I kind of have mixed feelings about it's it. It's cringy, dude. I'm not, like no, all bias aside, it's cringy <laughs> as fuck. Oh, and and. The, his highs, he still does the the super Rob Halfordy. Yes, yes, and it's cool and it works a, a lot of the time. Um, but in certain songs, he's all he's all Phil. He's the Phil ensemble yes. that we will will come to know. Like, do I even got to say it? Primal Concrete Sledge. What the fuck? Yeah. Like second track. This is not even remotely put on just the first few seconds because right. this is. Okay, we just heard four fucking albums of glam, and then what? What's this? This is insane. It's it's a big jump to me. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, um, the reason why I because uh, when I first I remember I don't remember exactly when I first heard that. Pantera was glam and I thought like all oh, these fucking assholes they just switched their image and now they're doing this because that that thing didn't make them any any you know money or fame uh, I'm sure I was a, a foolish boy when I thought that but hearing this song it's like no these guys were listening and paying attention because you can't just do that yes and, and, and like get jump and evolve that quickly without having picked some shit up along the way yeah and then when you start off that young too you're gonna have some questionable choices yeah of course of course made um Although I will say, I forget what year it was, uh, Dimebag was offered to join Megadeth. Really? But he said, I'll only do it if uh, Vinny can come oh, with me. That's so sweet. And they were like, we got a drummer. So he was like, nah. I love it. I love it. And first of all, that's, that's a, I'm glad the relationship was that tight. Yeah. Uh, but it would have, we would have lost Pantera. Oh yeah. Pantera and, probably wouldn't. Yeah. And, and Megadeth, I love some Megadeth albums a lot. But most of them, I do not. <laughs> and uh, I think I'm happier with uh, his decision. Uh, Dom domination. domination. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it's my... I, I, I might get some flack for this. We'll talk about another song later. But Domination, to me, is my favorite Dimebag solo really? ever. As a drummer, it's one of the few guitar solos where... I don't know. I feel so jaded about complex music. Mm. It's one of the few guitar solos to this day where I just like stop and I listen to it. It's it's fantastic. A lot. I mean, I don't know. I feel with Dimebag solos, you can kind of take your pick. Yes. Uh, it's just whatever one resonates to the person. I feel that way about some in later albums. Uh, he's a, he was a special guitarist because I remember in a, <clears throat> my uh, my teen years in high school years, I was a. Uh, I hung out with like a lot of the metalhead crowds and everybody was obsessed with thrash metal. Uh, you had some death metal heads in there and everyone was a fucking stickler for guitar playing. Everyone was like, Oh no, this is the guy you got to listen to. They're all, 
you know, sucking sucking the balls of of Jason Becker and Ingve Momstein and uh, Guthrie Govan, which like you know, rightfully so, they're all good, but they never talked much about Diamondback. And I guess technically, you can find amazing guitar players that do more, but. The shit, the creative shit that he did, he made weird noises only using a whammy bar. He did all kinds of, his solos were far more sonically interesting than most metal guitarists. And uh, I think it's garbage that uh, people care, a lot of people care more about technical prowess yeah, than, I mean, than, than creativity. I mean, now he gets his due, but... Um because he's not the best, but he's fuck, he's still amazing. He's still amazing. And he's more, and I think his creativity... Uh, is more important than his whatever amazing abilities he does have. I I will say like like listen comparing like Slayer to Pantera Dimebag solos are like very interesting like like with Slayer I know like I don't have to listen to it in headphones. I know a Carrie King solo yeah. from a Jeff Hanneman solo. But they all sound like ass to me. <laughs> and and yes, it's because every Carrie King solo is yeah. every Jeff Hanneman and more shredding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um it, it works for Slayer, but yeah, with Dimebag, he has he has so many like different solos. Actually, put on the domination solo. Uh, I did since not, we, we keep talking about I it. I did not time mark that, so it's fine. Uh, just uh volume is down, you can just find it. All right. <clears throat> uh but I one thing I will mention while you're looking for that is uh the production sounds just like Metallica. It's like they almost went in there saying, Hey, make a sound just like Metallica. Uh especially especially um especially the guitar tone. Yeah. On pretty much every song. And uh heresy. It sounds like an injustice for all outtake. Like the whole thing. Even even the vocal style that Ensemble was doing. All right. I got this this you got the solo? I got this butte all right. queued up. Yo, ready, ready for this? Go. Hit it. <laughs> God damn, what a special guy. Okay. Oh, that outro. Oh, that outro is so good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dude, like those that outro, the drums are like the biggest drums ever recorded in the history of sound. Yeah, I remember reading an interview with uh Vinnie Paul where he was talking about like his sound and stuff. And he's like, you know, a lot of drummers, they'll sit there and for some reason they're sound checking their own drums. He's like, fuck that. Have someone like in the back of the fucking stadium or not stadium, but like, well, like in the studio, he's like in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, they don't actually need to play anything technically prolific. I just need them to hit, hit the drum. So he's like. You should be on the other side of the board while someone's hitting the drum, mm. the various drums and cymbals, so you make sure you you get that sound yeah. that you want. Yeah. And he's like, obviously, there's there's producers and shit, but he's like, you should totally be on the other side. And I think that uh, was a cool little trick he learned mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. getting his 
his sound to that classic Vinnie Paul. Yeah, they sound terrorist sound. Absolutely. I even remember like liking the. Dr- I wasn't a big drum guy as a kid, uh, but it was something about his sound that I loved. I absolutely adored the way his drums sound. I I think because they're um, I forget what song where you said it sounded simple, but. I think because it sounds simple, but he does like these little flourishes. Yeah, in a, that, I said about the Cowboys from Hell. Yeah, yeah. And, and he does it on on other songs yeah, too. The, yeah, these the flourishes are they're quick. They're they're you barely notice them, but if you try to pay attention to them, you have no idea what the fuck he's doing. They're they're interesting little fills. Yeah. Um, one song on the next album. In okay. Particular. So this one, I, I closing thoughts. I think it's a great album it's not, i don't feel like it's entirely consistent it sounds like they're still uh shaking off some of that excess glam I, although i do like those aspects uh i like heavy pantera a lot more and uh i don't know i don't think it's i don't think it's entirely consistent uh yeah fair fair uh like i said in my head before we started this i thought i thought that was gonna be their best album right but in in the whole discography i could not right I cannot do that. It's, uh, I don't know. We don't, we don't have any like loyal, what little respect we have. I couldn't, <laughs> yeah. Couldn't do that to our listener. Yeah. Now we're on to 1992 vulgar display of power. Yes. Gotta wait for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love. I want to hear the whole song. I know. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, all right. Obvious for me. Best album. Personal favorite. Best. Best album. It's. This is a. First of all. Uh highly nostalgic for me highly really this is the one that uh that my brother like he's he talked it up yeah i'm I'm 10 all right and he's talking it up like the heaviest shit and i would hear bits and pieces every now and then of like the uh mouth for war the song you're just hearing and uh like some of the other tracks a new level and whatnot and then i finally get my hands on i remember i like it's so funny like you get those few memories as a a kid that are like so distinct i was in my mom's room it was like evening time. Uh, lights are off. I popped this CD in my my portable CD player. I f- that song comes on and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> my fucking world just shattered. Love this album. So by default, this was gonna be my favorite. Like this was obviously my favorite. Uh, having heard the whole discography, uh, I do say it's the best, but it wasn't like a, a clean favorite. Like I, I had some. Okay. I had some. Uh, some some internal Sol- struggles there yes. yeah uh but i do think it's the best uh god damn th- that groove metal style is fucking so solid it, here they've nailed it um i think also now Vinny's drums are as powerful as they should be i think mm-hmm. they're they're this like m- not 
they're still great, like playing and technical wise on Cowboys. Amazing. Right. But here, I think that sound is this, it's crunchier. Yeah. It, it, it punches more. Yeah. It just, it really comes together here. One thing that I, I, re, I, I fucking love about, it starts on this album. It goes on for the rest of their, their albums, but it started here. I, do you know where I'm going? That each album incrementally gets angrier. Okay. No, but it does for sure. Yeah, yeah. But where I was going was uh, there is no second guitar during solos. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you really get the, the Rex bass oh. lines in there. So first of all, uh, this was not common with metal bands or it is not common with metal bands. No, you, it's like you need two guitars. You need to. Yeah. Uh, you listen to any metal album in the eighties and you're going to hear a second guitar accompanying the bass during a solo here. Uh, uh-uh, no need. Our rhythm section is good enough. And it fucking is because, uh, put on any solo. <laughs> it, it's like the most confident sound because not only, uh, is there a, uh, Oh, you know what? If might as well, since we're talking about, we, we did the domination. solo. the solo that does it for me, I think is the walk solo. Okay. To the song walk and, and walk. We all heard, heard walk. So I'm, just find the solo. Yeah. Uh, walk is one of those, um, songs where you think like, you think Vinny's just like playing quarters, quarter notes, mm-hmm. but yeah, like the, um, I can't even think of the part. I'll find it. Okay. I'll find it. Uh, but I was saying what the, what the solo thing is like when you hear just oh, the, the bass. What? When he says, when he's going, you're talking to me, you're talking to me. Yeah. Like that's not his best stri- general impression. Yeah. Or no, 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 yeah. 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 The things Vinnie Paul's doing with his drums. It's not as like straightforward. No, as no. you would think it would. It's be. not following exactly what the guitars and bass are playing. It's just slightly different. It's slightly more minimal. Uh, and it gives it this nice, this nice dimension, this very, very powerful punchy dimension. Uh, here's the solo. I love how that sounds with just the bass in the back. Yeah, the bass is like, you can, unlike Injustice for All, you can hear the fucking bass. Oh yeah. And again, a totally different solo from Domination. Oh, completely. Yeah. Uh, and actually, Walk is a pretty good example of like, uh, it's a it's a song that I know even people who don't like metal like that song. I don't know. It's something. To, it's it's just catchy. Yeah, I mean, damn good. I fucking ECW was playing. Was it RVD's walkout music or was it this, the ECW theme? Uh, uh, I have no idea. Uh, another thing I really like from vulgar display of power is like one of my favorite Beavis and butthead uh, when they're watching the videos and they're watching this love. And because I have a podcast, I don't have to explain it to you guys. I'm just going to play the, the funniest part of when they're talking like they refer to Pantera like it's a person <laughs> and the shit they say is just so good so I'm Hit gonna it. throw that on hey put it does this Pantera guy ever relax <laughs> uh, I don't think so <laughs> this guy's dad must have kicked his ass when he was a kid <laughs> yeah really <laughs> you know, like, damn it Pantera this beer is warm give me another one 
God damn it, yeah. I fucking love that show. He was like, you treat your stepmother with respect, Pantera. <laughs> That's my favorite line. <laughs> You'll be sleeping in the street. <laughs> uh, also, since we're uh, uh, talking about this love, I guess, fuck, man. I, I always liked, I mean, it's hard not to like that song if you like aggressive music, I guess. Uh, I didn't really appreciate it as a kid. It's it's so fucking good. It's so damn oh, good. Oh, I appreciate the highs and it works much better than like Cemetery Gates, like the highs and lows to me. Cemetery Gates is still a product of the of the glamness for sure. Yeah. This one is, is it's, they've, they've found their voice. Like D- Dimebag even, well, he's still Diamond Daryl <laughs> at this time, but uh, even his guitar tone, it's no longer uh, mimicking uh, Metallica. And you know, and Phil doesn't sound like Rob Helford anymore. His highs, they never go clean anymore. All his yeah. highs are... They're all high. They're all great. I mean, they're all just raspy and they're, they're his. They're his. What else? What else? I don't know. Fucking Hostile and, Ra- and Rise are just the fastest songs ever. Oh, I, yeah. Um, fucking Hostile... So random thing for some reason, Kim Deal of the Pixies mm-hmm. and the Breeders and the Breeders. She was in a band with Sebastian Bach. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't write their band name down. Anyway, she could find it. I thought they covered fucking hostile, but I couldn't find any record of it. So maybe mm-hmm. it was just like a urban urban myth, but right. still a interesting little tidbit. The guy on the cover. Oh, yeah. The cover is a guy being punched in the face. <laughs> Was paid $10 a punch and punched 31 times. 31 times? Although they made a music video for a song that was supposed to be on here called The Piss with fans. And I, you kind of get what it's not a full punch. Okay. Okay. Because in the, in the music video, you kind of see how the sausage was made. And I'm like, oh, you this like. Put your feet. Yeah. Your hand in the you face. Slow down. Yeah. You, you roll with it. And. Uh. The which um, I'm still biased, okay. But Hollow, one of the best rock ballads of all time, love Hollow. Uh, and no good, Attack the Radical. Fuck, man, that was again like uh, that little solo part in Cowboys from Hell. This is one that I played all the time as a kid. That I was obsessed with learning this song. I think that's an interesting song given uh, Mr. Ensemble's later. I, I later think, choices in life. I, and dude, if he wrote an anti-racism song, I think he's probably just bad <laughs> at expressing himself because I, I do think that he's probably just a drunken jackass more than an actual racist dude. Although maybe he's, he is from the South. Uh, but it could be both. Yeah. Could be both. But uh, the song itself is yes, so yes. fucking No, I'm good. just saying in. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, this album is just, it's so defined and it's, it's, um, I don't know. Start here. I would start here with, with any recommendation. Uh, my as, personal as favorite, most my best. Do. Yeah. Uh, it, actually this kind of, it sounds like their first album because Cowboys from Hell still had a lot of the glamness, even, even the structure wise, structure wise, it was still pretty glammy. This is the one where it's like, nope, this is what they sound like. And they, they develop on this sound more than any sound from Cowboys from Hell. See, I still like Cowboys from Hell and the trajectory of things because I think Cowboys from Hell and I'm I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I think Cowboys from Hell makes Far Beyond Driven and Great Southern Treadkill that much more angrier. Yeah, 
Let, let's actually get to that. So this is your best. This is my best and personal favorite. Now we're on to 1994, Far Beyond Driven. Right up again. Yep. <laughs> So it's it's pretty pissed. I think we we can hear my personal favorite. This is your personal favorite? This is my personal favorite. Holy shit. Oh, interesting. I I love the way it comes together. I think I love every song on here. Oh, boy, do I not. Oh, <laughs> fuck, man. Dude. So uh, we're going to stay on this one for a while. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck you. Okay. Good friends and a bottle of pills? Insufferable. Insufferable. I, is that just being an asshole? Is <laughs> yeah. The opening line on that is, so I fucked your girlfriend last night. Yeah. Dude, that's a Tupac hit him up move right there. It, it, is, he, it is. What he fucking did. Um, so that song is real interesting to me because he really liked Nick Cave and the birthday party. And that's so do I. That's Pantera trying to do Nick Cave and the birthday party. It doesn't party. sound at all like Nick that's Cave why, or the birthday that's party. That's why I think it's so interesting. Um, sorry, I have a lot of notes on this. Go ahead. Uh, wait, were we playing? What? Oh, that opening song, Strength Beyond Strength? Yeah. Fucking. Phil, I like tore apart dancing. I'm going to tear apart uh, Phil. So, Strength Beyond Strength. Listen to the, the Misfits episode, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tear apart dancing. Um, With love. So, this is so stupid. He goes, you're working for perfect bodies, perfect minds, perfect neighbors, but I'm helping to legalize dope on your pristine streets, and I'm making a fortune. What the fuck is he going on about? Your muscle and gall, naive at best. I'm bone, brain, and cock. Deep down, stronger than all. <laughs> fucking nasty ass. Oh, well... It's a, it's a, this is the vulgar album. It's this one should have had, well, the other one was not, I would say this one is, is a, is a more traditionally vulgar album. It's in every possible way. Yes. I, I, this to me, it's good. Like concentrated anger. Like, um, like you said, obviously you can listen to something like cannibal corpse, but it's just like, it's, too much yeah i do think i mentioned this in the past uh when i when i say bands suffer from uh death metal syndrome is when they when they have too many riffs in one song and they don't spend enough time on each riff cannibal corpse does 10 to 10 to twelve thousand riffs per song and the songs are like um three minutes so uh no they don't do this here yes this is uh this album is so angry. They had to end it with like the pussiest Black Sabbath song kind ever. Kind of caravan, which I didn't. I didn't even like the original, and I I don't like this cover at all. I like I like it as a Black Sabbath song, but they don't do anything. I think it was this really like this is this is too much. We need to. It is a it. lot. I, I um actually I remember uh, I was obsessed with I'm Broken, and like uh, actually my my history with I'm Broken is interesting because 
Um, come to think of it, I think I might have listened to Pantera when I was younger than 10. I think maybe nine. Because uh, I heard this song in England. I was visiting family in England. I was nine. And the music video for I'm Broken came on on British ass MTV. And I was fucking floored. And I, because the internet wasn't a thing, I had no idea where to find this song. So I eventually came across it when I was like 11. And then I listened to it on repeat for like a year. But uh, these days I don't love it as much, but it's still a good song. You must really love, and I, second time bringing up Audio Slave for some reason, you must really love Coke Cheese because it's Chris Cornell basically singing over I'm Broken. I don't think I've heard it. You've heard Coke Cheese. It's the same okay i'm probably uh, i'll play it for you after okay, okay but it's like the same it's it's almost the same fucking well, the thing riff. is I, I i like it now just fine but i didn't i don't love it the way i did i think it was just because i was a kid and yeah, yeah. anything aggressive but for 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 me this album in, in a nutshell uh it's so goddamn cacophonous every song or not every song, but most of the songs where there would be a quote unquote riff. It's just this crazy squeal or pinch yeah, harmonic yeah. or noteless chug. Like the main riff of becoming put that on or just I, put on the beginning of becoming. I don't know if it's the whole album, but it says that these tuned to uh cease C standard. Yeah. That's extremely low for anyone who doesn't know uh, tunings. It's extremely low. It's going to get lower. Yeah. Okay, what the fuck is that? I don't know. It just speaks for some reason. It just speaks to the most primal. Yeah, for sure. Me. It's so heavy, man. It's a long time. Okay. <laughs> it's a weird album to be the first platinum album. Really? Yeah. Oh, the other ones got platinumed. Oh, like, eventually. Oh, eventually, this was like platinum right out the gates. Mm-hmm. Um. The album cover, the original. So the album cover is like a um, a drill going through a skull. Originally, and they did it on the vinyl re-release. Uh, is a drill this going through a butt? Oh, really? That's fucking stupid. It's juvenile. <laughs> I mean, also, it's there's a lot of juvenile things on this. So, I'm not surprised. I mean, there's a song called uh, Use My Third Arm. Oh, my and God. I don't think he's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but this is one Ensemble ruptured the disc in his back. Oh, really? From uh, degenerative. Uh, disc disease. Oh, so he shit. starts drinking heavily, painkillers, muscle relaxers. Oh, that's so bad. Heroin. And then on my notes, I wrote, I'm assuming all at once. Yeah, probably. Knowing him. Well, I, I know on that behind the music thing, what I think they were saying he was just like doing shows laying down. Because mm, really? he was in so much pain. That's fucking sad. I, I know these days bands tour a lot, but I, I hope they have a better mentality where they can be like, okay, taking some time off so someone can get better. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so they can stand. Be, yes, because that mentality was just not. I, it's one it's one of those things where you're like, well, I, I like to think the band would be like, of course, go take care of your back. Like we yeah. can work on the music and mm. like bring it to you in the hospital or whatever. Uh, we don't have to like tour. We'll just work on our music. But um, yeah, it was it was different. You just had to go, go, go. As you can see, these album release dates are pretty. Oh, they're right there. Yeah. 
Uh, what else? Uh, I don't know. I think it's as as a whole. Uh, uh, sonically, this is very fucking interesting. Very cool. Not pleasant. Not pleasant album. There's like uh, very little musicality. Like there's not a. It's not this is pure music. anger. Yeah, it's like like the riff from Becoming that we just played. It's a lot of that where it's these crazy, heavy, really guttural, brutal sounds. Not a lot of music. Uh, I think it's cool, but a lot of it's hard to sit through for me. One of my favorite tracks, Slaughtered. Mm. I've, I've never been in a fist fight, but if I was going to be and I could listen to music to amp me up, I would <laughs> listen to Slaughter. It's one of the most sonically... Uh, brutal lyrically and sonically albums and it's just a brutal takedown on organized religion right and i love everything about slaughtered i did not hate that song i'll give you that one slaughtered when you're pissed off man yeah that has uh i feel like that song stopped me from doing some stupid stuff (laughs) really uh 25 years i don't like it I think it's barely a song, but where it works, that kind of works for a lot of the album. It doesn't for me here. I know Phil likes that song a lot because it's... Uh, he's high on heroin. What does he know? Oh, yes. He's high on heroin. It's uh, it's a very personal song for him because no. it's uh, about a, uh, a falling out he had with his father. I think him and his father are fine now, mm. unlike him and the Abbott brothers. But uh, I think anyone in the Abbott brothers... <laughs> I know that's mean, but they're both dead. Uh, w- okay, so good album, good ass album. This is your personal favorite, not Pers- for me. Personal favorite, uh, I love it. It's not that I can't find, like I didn't find this pleasant to listen to. It's not that I don't find metal pleasant, but this shit is abrasive, and it's re- it's relentless. It's like aside from uh, planet the planet caravan cover at the very end, yeah. it's just nonstop. It's a gauntlet. I made the mistake of listening to this album in traffic. <laughs> make you more mad about traffic because i thought i could handle it (laughs) i couldn't so like i learned that about myself not to listen to this album or the next album while sitting in traffic it's it's not a good idea for me yeah i hope you learn your lesson pantera okay let's move on your stepmother with respect (laughs) we're on to 96 the great southern trend kill Again. Okay. Right off the gate. Boom. All right, so that one does that. That's a song that does that. That's this, that's funny. I'm kind of glad you felt the way you do about uh, Far Beyond Driven because I wrote down if anyone thought Far Beyond Driven was very angry and too noisy, this album says hold my beer. And here's the thing, all right? This was almost my best. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this, this works better for you. Then. Oh, yeah. I love this album. I really like this Interesting. album. I only couldn't give it best album because 
the abrasive shit is so abrasive that I can't say to like a, a newcomer, like, hey, here, check out this album because it'll fuck them up. With with vulgar display of power, what, it won't fuck them up. That's why I went personal with yeah, far yeah. far beyond driven. Um and yes, this album features Seth Putman of the band Anal Cunt. Oh, is that why it sounds like Grandcore? Because that's what I was just about to say about that, that yeah. first track. Yes. If if you go to a metal show and you see a ginger kid, uh, nine times out of ten, he's wearing an anal cunt shirt. Yeah. And if he's not wearing an anal cunt shirt, I guarantee you he loves anal cunt anyways. Man, I was I've never been a fan of anal cunt. They're uh, they're way too much uh for me, although uh his relationship with Phil did lead to a funny song title called uh waiting by my phone waiting for phil to call me that's pretty funny uh they have funny song titles but musically i hate them uh yes this album <clears throat> it's okay it's just as abrasive if not more so than the last album but it has fucking crazy melodic beautiful shit thrown in there and that's what does it for me it's because uh it's not an unrelenting attack mm-hmm. it, it spaces it up and it's a long album so that it's not like it's not entirely consistent. Like there's still long stretches of just beating you into the ground with these heavy, brutal songs. But then suicide note, part one, gorgeous, fucking gorgeous. I wrote that. That's a, it's a weird, I think it's a weird song for people to like, it's kind of Zeppelin-y, mm-hmm. but with Phil vocals, like and if, his vocals sound he, fucking so good. Yeah. If you ever listen to Led Zeppelin and you're like, I wonder <laughs> What Phil Ensemble singing this would sound. <laughs> Honestly, I like him better. I like him better about a plan. I think he's got an, a more interesting style. I think he's a better vocalist, like technically. Uh, yeah. I'm probably going to shit on for that one, but you know what? Uh, come at me. Yeah, but, I, I, I don't know how I feel about part one, but I feel like part two is where it's at. It's cacophonous. It's too much. Too cacophonous. And of I course, love it. Of I course, love it. It's a, like, the duality thing. I get it. Suicide Note part one is the, here's why I'm sad and why I kill myself. And t- part two is, I hate, you know, the angry part. Full blown. It To, to me. Full blown, yeah. Yeah. To me, uh, part two is the perfect blend of uh, your least favorite song, Good Friends and a Bottle of Pills. Yeah. yeah. You take that and then you can't like combine that with the more like traditional angry Pantera stuff. Yeah. You get suicide note part two. The vocals in tens actually made me laugh out loud. Both times I listened to it. (laughs) Um, I think that's funny. These little differences we're having. I wrote the tens was a nice little break. I I like it. I like it. Yeah. I think it's a good song, but I did laugh. I mean, you get over it. Like it's not a bad song or bad vocals. Uh, I think it's just the production. They they just, Mm -hmm. they're kind of, like hearing and someone's with these pretty quiet songs. It's funny. It's weird. It doesn't really work. Uh, It kind of reminds me a little bit in a much better way than uh, uh, it reminds me of a much better version of the way Def Heaven used to do it. Like on their third album. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Where it's like, why are you screaming? It's quiet. Like, don't do that. Uh, But they made it work. They made it work. Yeah. Um, Uh, But uh, what's another one? that I have to mention uh flood. Oh, I was going to so I was going to say that's what most people consider his best solo. Oh, it's so good. It's uh, really? Yeah, they consider flood the, or flood. Daryl's best solo. It's also the longest Pantera track, but uh How long is it? Uh it's like 6:55 something that's like that. Surprisingly not that long for a metal standard. Also, yeah, Pantera they'll go like 5 minutes, but um even f- floods and um what's it called 
a song later on on the next album they mm. they're they're like pushing seven minutes but they go by pretty quick mm-hmm. yeah and, and and i have to go back to flood because of how perfect that song comes on in the album to just slow it the fuck down quiet quiet it the fuck down with this play the, just the beginning of it because that guitar okay. tone it's so chilling and it's oh i love that i learned that this is like um because like i love tool yeah so i love anima mm-hmm. i've reading about this album i didn't realize it's a uh i'll let it play a little bit Okay. Uh, great goddamn song. Definitely listen to Flood. <clears throat> but you were saying? Um, yeah. So I feel like this is the southern version of Anima because there's a loose uh, concept about, you know, the f- this flood coming away and washing away mm-hmm. Texas instead of where Anima is about uh, earthquake sinking LA into the sea. So I'm uh-huh. like, oh, that's kind of. I think we both deserve it. Both yeah. LA and Texas can can use a good cleansing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's a, they're both about cleansings, mm. and uh, so yeah, I thought that was a little interesting. It is a nice parallel. parallel. Yeah. And uh, earlier I was talking about the guitars being C standard. Yeah. What is it now? Two songs on here. Yeah. Drop G. Wait, whoa, whoa, hold on. Let me do some math. Okay. Uh, drop G. That means. Uh, okay, that's I, I was, fucking crazy. That's. I was going to say, I don't know much about guitars, but I don't think I've ever heard of anyone using drop G. So th- was it A standard with, and then they drop it to G? I have no idea. I, I have to look at a keyboard or else I forget. Like, but <laughs> like, you, you got a keyboard in the background. I'm going to try to do some, some math right here. Uh, wait, where is it? Uh, no, no, no. It would be, okay. So it was, an, it was an F. F standard? I guess I don't. What the fuck? I don't know. To the wrong person. Dro- drop G. That's fucking oh, very po- low. So yeah, the last two songs on the album are Drop G. So let's play. Play. What yeah. do you prefer? I okay. actually hate the Underground in America. So I'll go Sandblast. Yeah. <laughs> so noisy. Yeah. That's fucking low. That bass. You barely hear it. That's how low it is. Yeah. That'll cause an earthquake. All right. Just want to give give the listeners a yeah. taste of that. Drop that, G. Drop very, G. So I'm glad it was very unusual. I'm like, that's weird. Like I know, like a lot of metal bands. Like I think Drop D is like the standard, right? Uh, Drop. Yeah, because if you're in, if you're in. E is the standard, so drop you would drop it to D, and then some people, some a lot of a lot of metal bands go uh, D standard, which okay. would be dropped to C, and then and so on and so forth. Uh, so so it, it would be yeah, you know, I was I did it incorrectly. It would be um A, so A standard. That's know. like that's like corn tuning with like seven strings, kind <laughs> of like fuck. They went they went full field D on this. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's actually pretty. I've, I I like tuning. For like just a side note, um, I do a lot of crazy tunings, and one of the ones that I did, it was I think my lowest note was 
an A sharp something. Mm-hmm. So in order for for you to even hear the note without it sounding like fucking farting ass, uh, you have to just get really, really thick gauge strings. And uh, that's one way of kind of co- combating that. Because that's why when you hear it, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's, it's like barely hanging on. Uh, yeah, whatever. Little, little, little uh, behind the yeah, yeah. music thing you know anyway we, we add what we can uh <laughs> some interesting know. brain just turned off right there <laughs> interesting notes phil's completely strung out um Is he? sure sounds that way he recorded in louisiana his vocal parts and the band recorded their um musical parts in texas mm-hmm. um although phil claims he was there while they were working on the songs which I feel like that kind of makes sense because on our body count episode, we did an album where they did something similar and that sounded real disconnected. Yeah. I will say, and even though they were in separate states recording, there is some cohesiveness to the songs. Here. Yeah. They sound great. And especially with the, because really what keeps me on this album are the melodic spacey quiet songs and those, they sound so tight. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful songs. And, and the, the, I think what, what kept ultimately kept me from putting this as, as my top in any of the, any of the two categories is, it's is abrasive. it's, well, thing is like specifically the underground in America. I, I just hate it. It's boring. <laughs> I don't know which other one rubbed me the wrong way, but there was probably at least one more and they go on for so long. It's a long album. Yes. Yes. It and is. it's just too much. Uh, but other than that, this is a great fucking album. I I would highly recommend it if you like being uh, beaten into submission. And then um, before we move on to this next album, they played a show in 96 uh-huh. where Ensemble OD'd on heroin an hour after the show. Ah, at least it wasn't on stage. <laughs> it probably could have happened. Oh, and what happened? Did he? Well, obviously they saved him. Well, yeah, but. Did, did it put any um i think they were like real embarrassed <laughs> they, they just got real red like oh sorry guys i mean i mean like did it, did it cause any like problems with touring and all that oh yeah yeah, yeah. and obviously issues with the band and mm-hmm. um this is like the longest break between albums like 96 to 2000 yeah yeah pretty big. so uh his his back and drug problems and then i th- I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think they were under the assumption that, that when they were taking breaks that he was like getting better, Uh but he was just doing like side project shit with, with down. Oh, that little thief, stinky fucking bastard. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's unfaithful and that is grounds for divorce. I mean, the guy who wrote a song about fucking someone's girlfriend. He's a fucking <laughs> asshole, all right? <laughs> Just listen to the guy. He's a fucking <laughs> asshole. But <laughs> we're on to the last album, all right? We're finally there. It's a long episode, as usual. Reinventing the Steel, 2000. I will note, worst album cover of all time. What about with the butt drill? Uh, it didn't pass... It was not official. It wasn't canon until later. Yeah. (laughs) 
This album not as angry as Alright, that's uh it's this album is a brisk walk in the park compared to the other two. Dude, forty five minutes is not short, but it is the shortest of pretty much most well, all of the, the the you know the the southern era yes. Pantera. Yes, I would say Compared to a lot of bands, at least they went out on a high note. But also, this is to play devil's advocate. Uh, it's probably this by default, like the worst. Oh, dude, uh, yeah, for sure, the worst of of all of the good albums. It's not even bad album. It's I this... think it was pretty rough for me to to get through. Like, it's not. It's again, it's not bad. It's decent, but fuck, man, this one was hard for me. So, uh, to me, it's just not as memorable. No, not even close. And. Where the the past the not the past the, where the the far from uh, was it far from driven is that what the fuck it's called beyond driven. beyond far beyond driven Jesus and uh, Southern Tranquil where they were crazy abrasive and really unrelenting they had these amazing soundscapes and these crazy uh, like there's there's clarity and then sanity well there was also the the riffs themselves are more like Dimebag just found this crazy sound. And he turned it into a riff. These are just ugly riffs. There's no craziness to it. You know what? Riff, except you for know, I say it. Oh no no no! You except. I wonder if your exception is going to be the song I want. My exception, because I, I, obviously I'm full of shit. Because you've got to belong to it. It has the craziest main riff. I love that riff. It's I'm, a great I'm, one. It's I'm great. Glad I'm glad we form like Voltron. I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. I Go love ahead. that weird squealy. Yeah. I can't even describe it. Beautiful drumming. What yeah. is that? What is that? Oh, I'll tell you what that is right now. Okay, so I'm I'm almost guaranteed that's a, that's an octave pedal, the same way uh, Tom Morello used in the solo for Killing in the Name. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, I think again, it's more impressive that it's one dude switching to that that like octave real well, it, quick and like, then going back. Well, it's a well for one, it's a I think it's a it's a foot pedal. It's like a oh, so you can this you know like, how like whammies are. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. So you you control the octave that way. But uh, no, there's no you shouldn't show. Yeah, you're you're right to to give him credit for for being able to just jump back and forth. It, it takes fucking skill to practice. And- yeah, uh, he's obviously really good, and that's a great great crazy little riff but aside from that uh they're just ugly metal songs i like yesterday don't mean shit it's okay the chorus to that song is so good that it kind of compensates for the shittiness of the rest of the song it's a very phil ensemble yeah uh revolution is my name also good phenomenal but it is just the biggest sabbath fucking oh, rip yeah. off I've, everything the pentatonic riffs the time signature changes the vocal hooks even the solo style is all just completely lifted from black sabbath i mean they talk about black sabbath on goddamn electric that i hate that song by the way <laughs> what an ugly it hurts to listen to that song it's so ugly i don't hate it but it's not it's not great how do you feel about uplift uplift which one's that i i wrote that as one of my my, I'll just play a little bit. Yeah. It's one of my standout. Um... Yeah. 
This, let's get this to do it for me. Really? To me, it's this, it's this, like, standard yeah. Pantera. It is. If there is such a thing as standard. I think, I think you can kind of boil it down. All right. Uh, you can kind of boil, boil their sound down into, like, a, a kind of style, because uh, it has those, uh, I mean, groove metal, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot of the riffs, it just seemed like, oh, this sounds dark and ugly. Let's use that. And uh, I would say for the vast majority of this album, the quote-unquote hooks on this album are, are the least accessible they've ever been. Uh, they're not going to win any non-metal fans the way Walk did or Five Minutes Alone sure. probably could. Yeah. Uh, it's just really, really aggressive. If you love Pantera, yes, you're not going to hate this album. I didn't hate this album. Like, uh, it makes him disappear is good. Main riff to, uh, I'll cast a shadow. I think is also pretty good, but, uh, makes them disappear is their second longest song. Oh, really? Shit. I didn't even notice. Hey, Hey, Oh, that's the wrong. I'd disappear. <laughs> oh, that's, Oh, you mean the, the far superior Metallica. <laughs> and I were, and I went. Shout out to Matt Berlinski. <laughs> Because I think he talks like that, things like that. Um, it's once again, I think this is unrelenting, just like Far Beyond Driven, but just not as good, even remotely. Uh, less crazy, interesting sounds, like I was talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I was really hoping for more of the of what Trent Kill introduced with the, the spaciness. Like I mm. thought they were going to go further with that. Uh, they went uh, other direction. They went backward. Well, they were supposed to record an album but again they thought like phil's taking care of his back shit but he's doing like super joint yeah yeah and down stuff and he's talking shit and so they this were like okay we're we're done with you you're the worst yeah um i went to the uh, the ozfest was it oh four oh six and uh super joint was there and i was excited because i didn't know what an asshole phil was and he only played like two songs the rest of the set was this him talking shit uh threatening to fight people in the parking lot uh he bought like rex out on stage and he's like well look he's like well rex is on my side uh i was just like you're fuck you i'm not listening to anything you do ever again but then like down three came out i'm like fuck that's a <laughs> good album down three is like fucking good album and i'm like but i'm not seeing you in concert and then the tour was down the melvins <laughs> weed eater someone else i'm sorry to that fourth band but right at down melvin's weed eater i was like oh shit phil has my money yeah yeah it sure does and uh <laughs> During, it was a great show and he actually played songs this time and during uh during the set of a fight broke out in the audience and he actually stopped the song and he said you don't come to a phil ensemble show to fight oh, i was like no, 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 no that's the only reason to go that's the only reason <laughs> you were threatening to fight people in a parking lot hey maybe change his ways <laughs> i i think i think dime passing away and not being able to squash that beef. That's fucking brutal. Yeah, I mean, the, I, plus the way he went out, if anyone doesn't know, he was shot on stage yeah. by a madman with a gun. Yes. Or was it like a assault rifle? Was it like a, some, he was like a ex-military kind of psycho? Some crazy shit. But yeah, I think that really 
Uh, sadly, it took that to humble him. And I think the anger the Abbott family has, you know, like the the widows and uh, mm-hmm. I think their dad's still alive. Uh, I think that anger they have towards Phil, unfortunately, that he was such an asshole. Yeah. And then, like we said very recently, Vinny Paul passed away. And again, it's very sad they didn't get to squash this beef. And uh, yeah. I think yeah. we can we all agree that the one we all want to die first is the only one alive. It's that's that's very harsh as I actually love him as a vocalist. But hey, man, I like Vinny and Dimebag a lot more as I mean, fucking musicians and people, I guess. I mean, people ask Dave Grohl why he's such a nice person. And he says it's because of uh, Dime and Vinny. Really? He's like, he's like, yeah, one like. Uh, he's like, for some reason, they asked the Foo Fighters to do Ozfest. And he's like, I thought they were going to fucking kill us. Uh-huh. And he's like, Vinny and and Dime. He's like, they are the nicest. Oh, yeah. He's like, they never close their door. Uh, they'd invite everyone backstage. And he's like, and he's like, that's why I'm I'm so nice is because the way those dudes treated they us. They were great. Like, uh, there's a lot of really, really funny stories, especially that uh, Scott Ian from Anthrax. Tells oh, I'm sure he about, has a ton. Oh, about, uh, about Dimebag specifically. Uh, he has like actual... Not not stand up, but like storytelling shows. Yeah, that you can you can find online uh, where he tells stories about Dime. They're fucking great, hilarious. And even uh, Bill Burr, one of my favorite comedians of all time, uh, he was friends with Vinnie Paul before he died, and, and uh, he was he just spoke highly of him all the time. I gotta see Vinnie play drums once. Unfortunately, as in hell, yeah. Ooh, I mean, <laughs> it's that or yeah or nothing. I hey guess. man, we got to get paid, but. You know, I was glad I got to see one of my favorites yeah. on the kit. And even though it's in a band, I don't fucking care for. But and some people will say it's even sadder because they were opening up for baby metal. But I'm sorry. <laughs> how cool. How fucking cool is Vinny Paul that he's like, fuck, yeah, I'll open up for baby. He metal. He seemed like a fun guy. Yeah. Oh, man. His facial hair is so crazy. Oh, too. that's the, actually the most offensive part of this entire band is, is just his facial hair. His facial hair. God. Even though I'm not religious, God bless. Yeah, that man. <laughs> just for going. Uh, Google Vinnie Paul's facial hair, please. Or yeah, look up like the the Loudwire Wikipedia fact or fiction. He has this weird goatee where he doesn't like if you're a big fat dude, your goatee should like stop on your double chin to separate the two or you just grow the full thing over he decides to grow over and stop in the middle and it looks like he has three chins that way and it's just like it doesn't matter because he's such a fucking beautiful person oh man anyway let's uh let's wrap it up finally another another gigantic episode thank you so much for listening uh recap worst album slash my least favorite I am the night 1985. Don't listen to it. Not that it's easy to find. So don't worry about that one. Uh, best album, personal favorite, unsurprisingly, vulgar display of power, 1992. Alex worst album, metal magic, best album, vulgar display of power. And my personal favorite far beyond driven. If you guys got any uh, feedback on this episode, you want to fight with us, you know, or, or just suggest artists for us and be nice or if say, you want to fight me in the parking lot and compare uh, dicks. Uh, love, hate, 
anything you want, send all that to everyalbumever at gmail.com. And uh, if you enjoy this, tell your friends, rate, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, or all the places you find podcasts. Uh, you know, do or not. I don't care. You know what? As long as you're listening, then that's enough for us. Uh, if you would like, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at Pope Jesse Ventura. Pope like the Pope, Jesse Ventura like the wrestler, and Alex at Mother Puncher like the Mastodon song. Alex, you are closing it out for us. Yes, what are we doing? I was real torn between Slaughtered and Dominion, but because they domination or sorry, yes, domination. Dominion's actually a Danzig song, <laughs> so not even a great one either. <laughs> Anyways, Why do I know that? Listen to the Muspets episode. Because <laughs> I was like, because I feel like shit, I feel more like slaughtered. So here you go. Unrelenting Pantera at its best. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya. Your name on your brain, you'll suffer.